This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's going on, everybody? Happy June and first Sunday in June. It's We're, we're approaching here the official beginning of summer, although in Los Angeles, folks, we've had some overcast recently, which is kind of a trip. It's like actually kind of cool for out here at this time of year, but um, at any rate, stoked to be here with you. Um, I hope you are ready for the Word of God today. We're starting a new series called Hope. Uh, We preach about hope uh, once a year. I try to devote a whole sermon series to this because um, this is something dear to us. Um, because our name is Hope Land, and there's a reason we have hope just in the title of our church, the name of our church. And so something just kind of really dear to us, just this whole thing called hope. So uh, we're going to jump in today and just kind of lay a foundation for the rest of the month here. And uh, so let's jump into the Word of God. Father, we thank you for your Word. We pray you speak to us. We pray that hope comes alive inside of people today, that um, hope is um, reinvigorated in the spirit of your people today, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen. All right, here we go. We're gonna jump right in, guys, and just kind of give a just a foundation of, of, of two main things here when it comes to hope. And here they are. And so we're gonna talk about these, but... Um, and then I'm going to give you some points and look at some verses here, but we're going to go kind of quick today. Um, this is going to be, uh, uh, just, a, a kind of a summary of the month, if you will. But at the bottom line here is that hope is of God. Okay. It's of God. We're going to talk about how this is in the very nature of God. And then we're going to talk about, we're going to get to this by the end of the sermon today is, is like, what does hope look like? in a person's life? Like, how do you see it in a believer's life? Like, what are indicators that hope is alive inside somebody? What what is what are indicators that a person is hopeful? Okay, or, you know, or just there. And sometimes we say hopeful, some people are like, no, I have hope. I don't know if I'm full of hope, but I have hope, right? So I understand the varying degrees of this thing called hope and all that. And so, uh, but that's what we talk about. We talk about how this is just basically like kind of who God is, right? And and also like, so how does that look in our life? Like, what does that look like? And so we're going to, we're going to, we're going to look at this. I hope this is going to be encouraging to you. So let, let's just jump right in. So really just to start off here, I'm just going to give you just some simple definitions of hope here. And so hope is, is, is this, and I'm going to read this from my notes because I thought this was just a really good definition, the way it's worded, but hope is a confident affirmation that God is faithful, all right? That, that he will complete what he began, okay? Or he will complete what he has begun. I'm gonna say it one more time. So this is what hope is. This is a, a good definition. Um, hope is a confident affirmation that God is faithful, that he will complete what he has begun. So hope is defined as you know, confident expectations. So if you even just look up in the dictionary and you, get, and you look and you just type in on Google or something, if you want, you can just type synonyms of hope. 
confidence will be in there, okay? Expectation will be in there. And so there is something about hope and confidence, okay? And so confidence, if you break down that word, it means basically uh, faith within, confide, or being with faith, faith within, confidence. So hope is confident expectation. So here we go. We're going to jump to the word here. Uh, Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Here is our text for the month. This is it. This is the, this is the nucleus, the centerpiece um, uh, of, of this month. One of my favorite verses in the Bible. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This scripture right here just speaks of how much hope is simply of God. So number one, he's the God of hope. Number two, that we would abound in hope. How? Like in what way? By the power of the Holy Spirit. So um, hope, here's my first point. Okay, we're gonna go through the points quickly because I really wanna get to... Um, what it looks like in our life. I think I kind of want to land there today and just practically just what it looks like when hope, when we got hope, okay? Um, and we're acting on it. All right, so here we go. Uh, number one, first point, hope comes from God. Comes from God. So we must know that, okay? This isn't something, hope based on the scripture. It is not human, okay? It is not natural. It is not created or mustered up. Now, I think we can use that word hope. You know, you'll, you, you, you know, if you, if you're a sports fan out there and you, you've watched one of those games and then they do the, they do the post game interviews and the player, you know, they almost lost, but so-and-so made that buzzer beater or that last, you know, they made that, you know, got an interception in football and kind of got the touchdowns or somebody fumbled it and, and they were, and then the questions are always like, man, you were behind at the half by such and such points, man. What, what made you guys, you know, keep fighting, you know? And they're like, man, we just keeping hope alive. You know what I mean? So I understand that. So I'm not, I, I get that. It's like, wow, that's cool. You know? And, and, you know, we, you know, and they'll say stuff like, man, we believed we were going to win. Right. And so there's some principles in there and all that, but, but really if we're, if we're, you know, I'm a pastor, right. And I'm preaching from the Bible. So when we look at this, I mean, this is a really like, this is a divine attribute. Okay. This is for us believers. We must understand that this is something within the very nature of God. And this is who he is. Who is God? He is the God of hope. He is the, the God of hope. And how do we abound in hope? How do we overflow with hope? How? By the power of the Holy Spirit, literally God in us, okay? So, so there, there is a correlation there, right? So that even in another verse, right? I believe it's in Romans. I don't think it's in my notes today, but you know, you know, and, and it says that hope does not disappoint, right? Uh, because the, the love of God has been shed or brought in our heart by the Holy Spirit. So there's a correlation to hope in the very nature of God, the Holy Spirit within us, okay? So if you're saved and you, you feel hopeless, maybe because of a situation or you feel you, maybe you've lost hope in some area of your life, or you have moments where you're doubtful and kind of unbelief, unbelief gets a hold of you, or, or depression or anxiety or fear, just you have moments, right? Temptation of whatever, you know, those real human moments. I'm here to tell you, even though you're having that moment, if you're born again, and you are a temple of the Holy Spirit. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit inside you. I'm telling you that hope 
the very divine nature, aspect, and attribute of God is in you. Hope dwells within you by way of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so hope, once again, hope comes from God. Okay, and so once again, just another way of saying that, here's another point, here's our next point here, is that hope is eternal. Okay, so it's, this is it, this is, this is, it is in, it is God, right? From our perspective as Christ followers, hope is, is literally eternal. It is part of who God is. It is literally who he is. It is what he always has been, is, and will be, that he is the God of hope, okay? And hope is eternal. This is, hope is um, spiritual. Hope transcends the natural world. Hope will transcend our earthly existence, right? Right, so 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 God is the God of hope. Now, I, I understand this is in the very nature of God and 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 in maybe in heaven, you know what I'm saying? Things are gonna change a little bit. You get what I'm saying? But but in the nature of God, this is this is who he is. Okay, he is hope. So look at this here. Look at this. Second Thessalonians 2:16. Let's look at this again, how hope is correlated to the nature of God, the very divine, his very divine essence. It is it is related to the to the Holy Spirit Himself. Okay? And so here we go. Second Thessalonians 2:16. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our, and our God and Father, okay? Speaking of God, right? It's speaking of, you know, God right here, okay? Who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace. So God has given us hope. So through the gospel, through the Holy Spirit, through the word of God, through, um, you know, Jesus, death, burial, and resurrection, through providing salvation, through the atonement and the shed blood of Jesus, through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, like all of what God is, all the promises of God, the word of God, the spirit of God, the kingdom of God, right? Um, God has given us hope. So, so we don't receive hope in, in, a, in a theological sense, in a spiritual sense, we do not receive hope from any other person, place, or thing. We have received hope from God himself. All right, let's go to our next verse here. Let's go to Hebrews chapter six. Hebrews chapter six. We're gonna start in verse 13, read all the way to verse 20. Hebrews chapter six, verse 13 all the way to verse 20, and let us read. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. Verse 15, and so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Verse 16, for men indeed swear by the greater uh, and an oath for confirmation is for them an end of all dispute. Okay, 17, thus God determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise, that's you and me, the immutability of his counsel. He cannot change, he will not lie. Confirmed it by an oath. 18, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, here it is, it's speaking of God in his nature that he promised Abraham he's gonna follow through. Okay, so so um, in the context here, you know, it's really talking about um, 
Christ um, coming, the promise, it, it, it ties in Abraham uh, believing God, Abraham being patient, Abraham enduring, and just how because of, basically here it is, because of who God is in and of himself, we can have hope because he does not lie, he will follow through. Okay, that's, that's what it's saying here. Now, why is this in Hebrews? Just to give you a little context here. The Hebrews is written to Jewish believers that are struggling in faith. They're struggling with doubt. And, and right before this, at the end of chapter five and the beginning of chapter six, it's kind of like this rebuke. Hey, y'all need to basically grow up. Okay, you need to grow up. You need to mature. You need to develop, right? You, you guys you guys can't even receive solid food. Um, you know what I'm saying? We, we need to kind of bring back some of the elementary principles of Christ to you guys. Okay, so it's kind of like this rebuke. And then it goes on in this whole section um, that, that, you know, in and around Hebrews 6, the section we're reading, it's really about God's infallible purpose and promise through Christ. Okay, so the writer of Hebrews is just saying, hey, you guys, God's going to hold up his deal, um, his part of the bargain here. So we can trust him. Okay, we can trust him. So it's just reiterating the nature of God, that he is sure, he is faithful. He, in his nature, in anything he does, it is immutable, okay? It is, and it says here literally, it is impossible for God to lie. And so when it says, because of all of who God is, right? We're still in verse 18. Because of the nature of God, because of who God is, because of the simple truth that he is God, verse 18 says, as a result of this, we might have strong consolation. We just read out of Thessalonians that we have eternal consolation. Okay, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge. Here it is, here it is. We fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. Okay, so it's saying that we can trust God, that we, because of who God is, um, we're, doesn't matter what we're going through, that we can believe God and we can have hope, okay? In verse 19, this hope we have, this hope we have as an anchor for the soul, both sure and steadfast, okay? It's not on us, it's not from us, but we have it. We have it. It's from God. It's who he is. It's not who we are. Okay? Um, well, you know, Sean, I haven't really just been a real hopeful person most of my life. Or, you know what? I've really struggled in the area of hope. Well, who has it, right? And I understand that. Maybe you're like, man, yeah, I'm just not the most hopeful person. I just more look at things for what they are. And I'm like, man, that's just that's just a real bummer, man. That's messed up, right? Like, And I understand reality just looking at it for what it is. But I'm here to tell you right now, it's it's not about you or dependent on you. It's not from you, but it is for you, okay? So this hope we have as an anchor for the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence behind the veil. So he, the writer of Hebrews is speaking to Hebrew people and they understand what he's talking about, the veil, the presence of God, the Holy of Holies, God's very throne room, speaking of this hope we have as an anchor for the soul that reaches into heaven itself. Okay, both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence behind the veil. Verse 20, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. So here it is. 
Um, here's my next point. Just speaking of God, that 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 um, hope is comes from God. It is it is a divine attribute, right? It is eternal because it is a part of who God is. Um, here's the next point that, and because of this, um, let me encourage you believers out there today that hope is realized in God's presence. It's realized in his presence, okay? Um, that is where we find hope, okay? It, it, it literally says that this hope is an anchor for the soul that, that, that enters the presence behind the veil. That's why it is, it is just so important, important, it is paramount that we spend time in the presence of God because that's where true hope is because he is the God of hope. If you develop a relationship with God, if you're growing in a relationship with God, if you are in relationship with him, you are experiencing hope because it's who he is. All right? Hallelujah. Just kind of wanted to settle that. So now I just want to get into these things of how this looks in our life, okay? Like how this really plays out. So, so here we go. Um, uh, Psalm 130, okay? Psalm 130, and we're going to start in verse 5. It says, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, okay? This is where you find hope. Um, in his word, I do hope. Verse six, my soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there's mercy and with him is abundant redemption. And verse eight, and he shall, not that he has just yet, but he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities, all right? So here is our next point, is hope is connected to waiting, all right? So we see this in the verse, right? I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word, I do hope. My soul waits, look how many times it says that, right? I wait for the Lord. Anybody waiting for the Lord for something in your life? I wait for the Lord. Uh, my soul waits in his word. I do hope my soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. Oh, Israel, hope in the Lord. Okay, for the Lord, there's mercy and with him is abundant redemption. Verse eight, and he shall, not that he has, this is kind of a connection here. It's a messianic psalm speaking of that he shall redeem Israel. So, Here's a writer waiting on the Messiah, you know, waiting on the promised one, waiting on redemption, waiting on the Redeemer, waiting on, you know, for the one to come that the prophet spoke of and wait, I will wait. Look at this psalm. I love this psalm. I will wait on the Lord. I will wait. <laughs> I, I'm sure we all can relate to this. I'm waiting on the Lord. Okay, so hope is connected to waiting. Okay, it's in the waiting, right? Um, 
Hope is in the waiting. Okay, this is this is so important. Hope is always in the in between, and, and that's just that's what it is. But isn't this beautiful? What does that tell us? That God is with us in His nature in the waiting. God is with us in the in between. That's where hope is. That's where hope is. This is the beauty of walking with Jesus right here, is that no matter where we are, what's going on, what just happened, where we are, what we're believing for, what has yet to come to pass, no matter where you find us in situation, circumstance, or whatever you wanna call those moments, the wilderness, the valley, um, enduring, patience, what trial, tribulation, whatever it might be, I'm believing God for this thing, I'm right? So here it is, once again, hope is connected to waiting. Hope is always in the in-between and it tells us that God is intimately acquainted with us in the in-between. So what am I saying? It's the time between, it's between, realizing what we're believing for and actually receiving what we're believing for that we must confidently expect. We must, we must. This is, this is where our faith comes into the picture, okay? I'm gonna say this again. I'm gonna say this again. This is, this is my challenge to you today, uh, my brothers and sisters in Christ. It's the time between realizing what we're believing for and our actually receiving what we're believing for that we must confidently expect. It's requisite, okay? We are believers, okay? This is where hope truly is the anchor, okay? This, this is where... This is where we kind of find out what we're anchored to at times. This is where we, you know, we, we, we just really find out where, where, where we're maybe um, just a little weak in faith. And, and, and look, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. These moments will reveal things about our own soul and the condition of our own soul and what we're really trusting in and, and what we're really putting our hope in. They, they, these moments are revealers. And this is a beautiful thing. The outcome's beautiful. It might not feel good. It might be discouraging. It might just feel like, what is going on here? You know, I'm serving Jesus. And, and it's like, what, what, what is happening? I'm in the in-between. And, 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 and these are moments where it is absolutely required of us to bear down, trust God, and, and to be in that place of confidently expecting what God is gonna do. All right, all right, and here, here is my last point. And I've already said this, but it's gonna make more sense here. I put this at the end because this is I, I really um, what I wanted to get to today. But, but once, here it is, the last point here, hope is an anchor for the soul. I think even last last year when we preached on hope, we really looked at the Hebrew definition of hope, tikvah, and we looked at that. And and so I think we even talked a lot about how hope is an anchor um, uh, uh, last year. But I, I want to take it a little deeper, a little further this time. But this is what it is. It 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 it, it is the only anchor. It is what anchors us. Okay, 
Um, Paul even correlated to certain people falling away as that they were shipwrecked according to their faith. So they just um, forfeited or, you know, kind of, I don't know, you know, left God or just, you know, they, they're ank they were not anchored. They were not anchored. And so this is, this is, this is, I'm telling you, this is what you need in the valley, folks, is hope. Uh, confident expectation. And that you rest and lean on this divine attribute that God is faithful. All right? God is faithful. And so I want to give you the Greek definition of the word hope now. Okay, I want to give you the Greek definition. And once again, hope is an anchor for the soul. So here it is. Um, the Greek word is, is elpis. Elpis. Um, and I believe it's spelled in English, or, you know, our letters, uh, E-L-P-I-S. Um, hope in the Greek, elpis. It, and we've said some of this, but one thing in particular I'm, we're going to look at here because I think this is really gonna empower you, I hope. It's my prayer that this would empower you on how you can see hope and practically take action. It's not just some fluffy little thing out there, but, but I, I really believe you can see hope based on its very Greek definition. You can see it. You can see it and, and you can choose to take steps of faith when you are believing for whatever it is, whatever it is God's told you, or let's just let's just take it out of just a thing we're believing for. Let's just let's just look at it from the big picture of eternity, right? Because if we really look, and we're going to get into this this month, but if we really look at our existence on Earth and we compare that to heaven, I'm telling you, Earth experience is one big long wilderness, right? Compared to heaven, right? Based on what we've read about heaven, right? No more tears, right? And so, uh, you know, uh, and so we will see him as he is. And we, you know, like, man, I I'm looking forward to heaven. Uh, but so, so, so really hope then being eternal, right? It's like, it's, it's anchored in eternity, right? So, so we might believe things in this life and you're believing for things and, and praise God, right? So, because we're here for a reason to be people of faith and hope. And there's something that God has spoken to you, God has put on your heart and it has not happened. Right, but you you don't see it. It's it's not there yet. But you have hope that it will you will walk into it. You will step into that. You will experience that. You will right. Praise the Lord. But if we just look at the big picture of our existence, I'm telling you, as good as it gets here, let's just make sure that our hope is bigger than the next thing we're believing for. Can I get an amen? Let's make sure, as the scripture we just read out of Hebrews, that our hope is anchored in God's presence. And in context, man, it, 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 there in Hebrews 6, it's really talking about eternity, right? I mean, we're, we're anchored in the very throne of heaven, okay? And so believe for those things in the here and now, but hope is bigger than the here and now. Uh, this thing called hope is a divine attribute and it anchors us in our eternal existence with God. Okay, so once again, right, hope is an anchor for the soul. But here it is, the Greek definition, expectation, expectation, trust, confidence. So when you talk about confidence, you're speaking of 
you know, just something you can see in somebody, right? And so, and so, so now we're getting into this thing where if hope is in me and I am a person of faith and I am hopeful or I am, I, I have hope or I, I am a person that kind of exudes hope, right? I, I hope I do. Um, no pun intended there, but, but what does that look like? And I, and, and by definition, confidence is one of those things. Now, I know confidence is a funny thing because uh, it can mean a lot of different things. But in the context of this confidence, confidence in what? In God. Like that there's this trust. There's this, there's this expectation. There is this, there's this conviction that God is going to move. Okay? So here it is. How does that look? Here it goes. We're going to get real practical now. But it is, this is what it means. Hope, el peace in the Greek. Actively waiting for God's fulfillment, okay? Say this with me. Say biblical hope is actively waiting for God's fulfillment of whatever it is, actively waiting. So hope, el peace, is not passive. It's not like, you know, um, you know, sitting at a bus stop waiting for the bus. Um, this is an active word. So actively waiting. There is movement. So when you see a believer that has hope, a, a believer that where hope is truly alive in them, they're active. They're active. They're, they're actively waiting. Okay, that, that's what this means. I'm going to read the whole sentence here of the definition. Actively waiting for God's fulfillment about the faith he has embirthed in us through the power of his love. Okay, so, so a believer, right, that's got this divine attribute in them and, and, and this, the, the, this attribute of God, hope, he's the God of hope. We can abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The, the, the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart or you know what I mean, hope does not disappoint, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. So hope, Holy Spirit, hope, divine attribute, this this, this characteristic, how do I see this in myself, uh, in a sense, and in, in, in how do I know, and how do I know it's in other people? I'm telling you right now, it's active waiting. Active. Okay, so when hope anchors the soul, we behave differently. Okay, there, 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 you'll, you'll see this behavior, this active waiting. And I want to really encourage you with these here. So, so, so let's check these out. What, what does it mean? that my soul is anchored in God and that this hope is an anchor for my soul. How do I see that playing out in my life? Like in reality, how do I see that? What does that look like? All right, so this is what it looks like. Um, when you're believing for something or you, maybe it's not even just necessarily believing for something, but when you are a believer in God, that th this is how you see hope in somebody's life or in your own. And so it's, it's that we, when it comes to the plan of God, the purpose of God, um, what, whether you're believing for a thing or you're just believing God for, you believe in him. So what's that look like? Number one here is those people are action-oriented, actively waiting. 
Uh, well, how else do you see that? I, whatever it is that God has spoken to your heart. Okay, now I don't want to take away from, you know what I'm saying, um, waiting on the Lord in the truest sense of, okay, I'm not going to make a move. And, and, and you know what I mean? Like, I understand that. I understand that. But the point here with the literal definition of hope is I'm trying to share with you guys today is that there's movement. Okay. Hope is not passive. Okay. And so, um, and I want to encourage you, if God has spoken some things to you, it's kind of like with reference to what we're talking about today, it's kind of like, what have you done? Right? What action have you taken? How have you moved in that direction? All right? Uh, another thing we see, and they, these are all kind of synonymous. I just kind of worded them different ways, and I want to empower you. I want to put, I want to put the tools in your hand right now. And here's another one that when, when hope is the anchor of our soul, we behave like this. What do we do? We apply ourselves to that area. We apply ourselves. We're, we're going to step in that area. I'm telling you, somebody that has hope for change in their life, and I'll just give you some practical ideas. Let's say somebody has hope for their life in the area of relationships, and you just haven't had successful relationships, and things haven't worked out, or you know what I mean? Just may, I, I'm just using that example. Maybe, or, or, or somebody maybe in your family and the environment you came in, maybe, maybe there was a lack of just people pursuing education, right? Just to educate themselves beyond what, what maybe the norm was. And, and if a person has hope in that area and say, man, then they're going to find a way to get educated, right? Like, I'm going to do something, right? So what, what, what's the point here? We apply ourselves. What's another one? Here it is. If, if God has spoken to you and given you hope for something different, something new, something profound that you've yet to experience or see, then move in the direction of your expectation, okay? Move in the direction of your expectation. That, that's how you know if hope is truly alive, is that person may not be there yet, but they're moving in the direction of their expectation. Applying themselves, moving in that direction, okay? Another thing, about people that have hope for tomorrow, hope for the future, Here's another one, another way of saying it, is that they see the present time as preparation time. You know what I'm saying? If somebody says, man, I'm just hoping, but they're not preparing for tomorrow, that's not, that's not el peace. That's not biblical hope. Biblical hope moves. Can I get an amen somebody? Biblical hope takes action to prepare for that moment. Okay, I'm telling you, some people could say, man, you know, you could apply this to sports. Let's say a team's like, we're going to win a championship. We're going to win a championship. We're going to win this year, man. I got hope, man. We're going to win. We're going to win. We're going to win. We're going to win the big prize. We're going to be the champions this year, right? And if they don't practice, they, that ain't real hope, okay? That's something else, okay? That is something else. Another thing, another thing, in this area you're hoping for, uh, do you have goals? Another thing, th th this active waiting, this this, this actively waiting for God's fulfillment, what's an active way? Um, that these type of people have some type of goals. They got goals. They're writing stuff down. They're taking some action, all right? 
Hope writes down goals. Biblical hope, actively waiting. Some goals in this area of my life. Some financial goals. Some family goals. Come on now, write the vision down, make it plain. So those that read it might run, okay? Um, here's another thing. Here's another thing, actively waiting. Actively waiting, el peace, biblical hope is. These type of people in their behavior is they choose to be excellent in their current context. They're not like, nah, it's not gonna matter right now. You know, I'm not doing the big thing yet. So, you know, just, you know, so people that have hope for something they're not in, they treat where they are like they're already there. They're gonna apply themselves and do it with excellence. They're gonna, they're gonna do within their means, right where they are, they're gonna do it well. Because, what is that? that that's hope. They're like, man, I'm positioning myself for what God has for me. I'm gonna do it with excellence right here, right now. I'm not waiting on the next thing to do it better. I'm gonna do it better now. So once again, this behavior, they choose to be excellent in their current context, okay? So let's not allow the discouragement, right? So, so this, is a, this is a whole stewardship thing, right? So, so these type of folks, right? They steward their time well. They don't allow discouragement to squander their time, right? They don't, they, they're not gonna lie. No, 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 no. I might have feelings. I might have moments. Get up in the morning and not wanna move, not even wanna get out of bed. But I'm hopeful. I am gonna abound in hope. And so I am going to steward my time well. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna allow discouragement to get me to be lethargic or, or lazy. No, get up, do what I'm supposed to do. Why? Because my God is the God of hope and a better day is coming. All right? Here it is. Here's another thing. I'll just say this and then we'll pray here. But last one here is people like this, people with hope, people that are actively waiting is that they feel the struggle, but they move anyway. They feel the struggle. They feel the weight, but they get up and they move by faith. This is El Peace, okay? That the God of hope would cause us to abound in hope, El Peace, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I hope this encouraged you today. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for everybody here today. And I pray, God, that you would stir up hope in them. I pray that they, in the areas of faith and hope, things that they believe you have said, things that are on their heart, this, this kind of future thing that they've yet to see realized and actualized, I pray that they would take action. Even if that action is, is preparation, even if that action is just posture and positioning themselves, and, and just a continual movement in that direction. Lord, I pray that they would act. I pray that they would move. God, I pray that they wouldn't allow the struggle, the pressure, the discouragement to weigh them down. But I pray that, God, that they would, by acting, actively waiting, they would get 
hope stirred in their spirit. In the name of Jesus, God, stir hope in them. God, you've placed it inside of them by the Holy Spirit. So I pray it's stirred in this season, in this summer. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And everybody said, amen. All right, if you haven't confessed Jesus to be Lord of your life, I wanna pray with you right now. I wanna pray with you right now. So just pray with me. Um, I want you to confess Christ. I want you to give your heart to him. Somebody called our church today. I never met the, this young man going through a lot of struggles and over the phone, I just led him to the Lord. Over the phone, I just I just led him in a, in the, in, a, in a prayer of salvation and um, and he was literally just weeping on the phone, just crying on the phone, just thankful. You know, and I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back or you make me think of any of that or anything. I'm just saying it's truly that simple. Prayer is that simple. God is that approachable. So let's pray. Say this with me. Say, Father, I come to you a sinner. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to cleanse me of my sins. Wash me clean by your precious blood. I confess you as Lord, and I believe that God raised you from the dead, and I am saved by grace through faith. I've repented of my sins, turned from them, and I turn to you. Jesus, you're my Lord, and you are my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God bless you. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.